there's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. What the world needs now is positivity. Connecting, relating, and being human together is where it's at. Hi there, honey German, and I know life happens. But trust, you got this. And State Farm got us. It feels good knowing that State Farm agents are there to help you choose the right coverage with great support 24-7. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to the one and only Ryan Seacrest. Love the connection to people. I think at the core what I get excited about, what gets me up in the morning is connecting with people in an unscripted, unvarnished way. It's getting to to say something to them, hear back from them, know that I'm part of the routine. And I look forward to getting on the air. I look forward to it. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcast. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s She looked like a million bucks. Scams a bunch of famous athletes out of untold fortunes. Nearly $10 million was all gone. It's just unbelievable. Hide your money in your old rich man because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is He Said, Ella Dijo with Eric Winter and Rosalind Sanchez. All right, so we are here with a very special episode of He Had... He Had... He Had... What the heck? Where is my mind at? <laughs> he Said, Ella Dijo. <laughs> I like He Had, too. But oh, um, <laughs> this is, uh, is going to be fun because this is the first time we're having guests in our studio. Um since Jeff Lewis redid this whole thing. Yes. And he's going to be so happy and proud. Yeah. And we have one of our very own rookie cast members, Alyssa Diaz and Gustavo Galindo, her fiance. Galindo. 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 Her fiance, musician, Grammy nominated artist. We're so excited to talk with you both. Um, welcome. Yeah, thanks for having us. I've been waiting. I'm so excited. Oh, I know the yeah, time thanks. is here. So we, um, well, look, let's see. We we obviously met doing the rookie, but funny enough, I was uh, a bit, you know, starstruck because she had done Narcos, and I was so excited that she was shooting Narcos, and I was, I'm, I'm a big, as you know, like uh-huh. obsessed with Narcos. <laughs> um, 
And that is where, when you were filming Narcos, that you two connected. I just got yes. the story on set the other day, which was actually pretty pretty fun and amazing. So you guys met while you were shooting? Yes. Before I, the show started? No, after so, the show started. So actually, it was right after filming the pilot for The Rookie. Yep. I had to go back to Mexico City to finish filming Narcos. Okay. And I think The Rookie, like people, like the cast was helping me put together my online profile, yep. actually. Yep. So, <laughs> yeah. But she so, was on the dating app game, full dating app. And and, and Eric was giving Eric, me I think dating advice. Yeah. Oh I was, I was seeing one guy. I was seeing this one guy. And and Eric is like, this guy, this guy. No, 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 no. No. And um, our technical advisor, Chick uh-huh. Daniels, I, I, I remember we were having lunch and I was in my police uniform and I was all mopey because, you know, it wasn't working out uh-huh. with the guy. And he goes... Alyssa, what are you doing putting all your eggs in one basket? Okay. He goes, you got to go out there. And I'm like, okay. And he's like, there's the apps. He goes, there's, you know, Bumble. And I'm like, what's Bumble? Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't even know because I don't know it was Bumble. like, it's, it's a dating app. <laughs> a dating app. Okay. Uh, and so then I'm like, they, they help me, like the cast members are like, okay, don't put any like headshots. No, no, no. Like, uh-huh. but like, oh, this shot works. Melissa O'Neill was like, okay. oh, this shot of you traveling is great. <laughs> I love it. And they're helping me write the profile. And so when I went back, I think that week uh-huh. is when I'm like, let me just let me just try this. And the first guy that I went on a date with, uh-huh. I, I it wasn't Gustavo. Um, I asked the P like the PM, like, what do you think about this guy? And she's like, oh, I actually went to college with him. Oh, my God. And I was world. like, oh, so like I'll be kind of like safe. Exactly. And so it gave me the confidence. And then my second date was Gustavo. And that was, yeah. Well, and the and funny thing is, it. she tells me that the other day that his impression when he saw your, your like, I guess, profile, or whatever, yeah. he's like, oh, some like, Latina girl looking to explore her roots in Mexico. Like, <laughs> yeah. This would be I had no idea so, what she did. Because there was no, yeah. nothing indicated oh, I mean, in, the, in the profile that was like, actress, hi, actress. Uh, like someone of, TV of, show. Yes, yeah. like, and all these things. And so it was like, oh, like, um, she's just like a nice travel exchange student that's like wants travel to come down and wants to learn like her Mexican roots. Like I'll show, I'll show her a good time for sure. But, <laughs> but I did put actress in, in my yeah. profile and he was like, oh, all the girls from LA yeah. are actresses. Yeah. <laughs> you know? They're so struggling. I, yeah. Well, and that's one thing about Gustavo. So he, you know, he grew up in Mexico and in, was it top? Am I saying that wrong? Was it Tahoe or no? Yeah, Lake Northern Tahoe. Cal? Lake right? Tahoe and Sacramento, and then I went to school down here in Los Angeles. Yeah, so super versed in the LA. I mean, obviously in the music business. Yeah. He knows the scene very well. So you were born in Mexico until what age? Until then, I was five, and, and then, then my parents moved. got divorced, and I went to live with my mom. My grandparents had a home in Lake Tahoe. Okay. And so that's where we lived from I was five to 11, which okay. is probably the most magical place a boy could live, <laughs> in, in the woods, and yeah. learn how to ski, in the lake, and it was just beautiful. And then we went back down to Mexico for a year, and in that time, my mom met... Uh, her her boyfriend at the time, who was Russ Solomon, who was the founder of Tower Records. And so that's what brought me back to Sacramento with my brother. And we were wow. there th- all the way through high school and college. And then in college, I came down to Los Angeles and stayed afterwards to do music and start my career in music and then ended up going back down to Mexico after I, after I got signed and had a Grammy nomination because that's where you had to kind of make it in the Latin pop world. Uh-huh. And I'd been living there for about seven years and I'd been single for about three and so I kind of had the dating world down. Like I had all the apps down, like on a science. Like Just I had dialed everything. in. I was like, wow. This photo, same photo from the same angle twice? No. <laughs> uh, you know, like a bathroom selfie? No. <laughs> and so i have been using it for a little bit. And, and I saw her profile and I think it was just like, oh, great. This looks really, this beautiful girl, mm-hmm. loves adventure, has a great smile. Looks like she 
was really into like getting to know see places. the profile work the profile <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. and then on the first date uh, do you feel where, 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 no, where wow. was it so in, in, in Mexico City um, uh, Mexico City is a huge city but like the heart of the city the heart of the Mexico City is these couple neighborhoods like uh, Condesa Condesa Roma, Polanco Polanco. Uh-huh. Polanco. And so she was staying in Polanco at a uh-huh. hotel that they Beautiful. had. Beautiful. And, and I think it was on Friday night that we matched. And then Saturday she said, hello. And I said, oh, hi, what's, what are you up to today? Because you kind of have to jump on it fast. Like you can't let too much time go See, by. He's an Why? expert. Why? You're an expert. Why <laughs> because, not? Because like, uh, too much time then becomes just chatting on the thing and it never gets down to it. So unless you like fire the first shot kind That's of thing. But like, funny. what are you doing today? Like, great. She's like, oh, just see museums and so forth. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. Like, uh, what are you doing for lunch? Because lunch is a good time because it's harmless. Uh-huh, you know, it's not like uh-huh. dinner with all its some of, of the airs, yeah, yeah, the yeah. darkness and the candlelight yeah, yeah. and like all the pressure. <laughs> <laughs> you in a system. <laughs> so I love you can write a book. You were like <laughs> great at the dating app experience. I right? had no like, idea. It was my second day. Second day dating app. <laughs> yeah, like I didn't know. <laughs> That's so great. So it was great, and so I was like, oh, there's this this beautiful Italian restaurant called Rosetta in Roma and it's the uh, only female chef owned restaurant okay. in Mexico and it's Italian Mexican combination so it's really beautiful Italian in, uh, recipes with Mexican ingredients oh, wow. and so we went really good and food. we had a good table and like um, and then we just started chatting and the next thing you know the restaurant was empty because it was between that time between dinner and lunch we're like oh I guess we we, we, we talked for like something. three hours the conversation wow. was yeah, good the romance yeah very like it was very comfortable and just very easy when you meet someone that you're like, I know this person from somewhere, but I don't know where. And there's just very like, just free flowing. And so when we left the, the restaurant, um, she, I was like, well, I have nothing planned right now. So well, we just walk around and like, uh, and I'm my, in my head, I'm no, like, take that's, her here, that's take not her how here. <laughs> no, no, no. We were, we had finished lunch and we we're just walking around uh-huh. and I'm like, I'm not following you. I just don't know where I am. <laughs> that's what happened. <laughs> He's like, oh. Because I was like, I'm going to take you here to my friend's tattoo studio. And then I'm going to go here to my friend's other place. So I'm going to like show off like all of my connections. And and meanwhile, (laughs) because I was doing Narcos, we had to sign an NDA. So like my first day, I had to meet with like security and they gave me a GPS um, tracker and a panic button. And so I thought. Do you remember the season of Narcos when the location manager was killed on like a. I don't remember. Scouting, okay. yeah. scouting for the show. So anyways, they, they had a lot of so stuff. So it's heavy, heavy down. security oh, wow. because it was also their first season filming in Mexico. Okay. So I thought I was going to be in my hotel the whole time. Uh-huh. And then I kind of got a little adventurous. So I'm like, oh, this kind of <laughs> And I got have this panic button just in case. So, um, so I, I'm trying to think where I was going with that. So he was, I couldn't tell him why I was okay. down in Mexico. I was like, I'm an actress. And he's like, well, what are you working on? I go, well, I, I can't tell you. Oh, it's like wow. a period piece. <laughs> <laughs> a period piece. Okay. But I was like, because then Ed's like, oh, like I'm down here up for work and I'm, I'm doing this period piece show. And I was like, oh, is she an actress? And he or liked like, it. He liked like, it because of the mystery. Of course. I was like, of you can't course. tell me. It's like, all right, well, like that makes it more intriguing. But it was interesting because like, you talk to someone and you realize they're not like a normal person. Uh-huh. Like, <laughs> exactly. Not- Did you realize that that night <laughs> yeah. or later down the not road? Not normal. <laughs> Much later than Every that. day is a discovery. <laughs> yeah. In a good way that day. <laughs> not that normal. <laughs> but I was like, She's not normal. Because yeah, it's like this person does something that requires like presence and like intention. Like it was just very isn't it, when you meet someone that doesn't do the normal their job or just has an X factor about them. Like you just yeah. can read talent because like that's something I love is like talented people. 
so when you meet someone that's just like on that same wavelength, I could tell like, oh, this person is good at what they, as like she does something that's important and she's good at what she does. And the way she held, hold, held herself was very impressive. Mm-hmm. And so it was just all like turn ons. <laughs> yeah. But it's so funny because when I saw his profile, I, I obviously found him very attractive because mm-hmm. he's in his like leather suit and he, or jacket and he looked and all mysterious. All musician and it was like yeah, all his, all it was all his professional <laughs> shots guitar. too. Guitar, like playing it. Uh-huh. And I'm like, well, he could be kind of like a douche, but let's see. <laughs> and he was just so nice. Like that was the thing, like just oh. such a sweet guy. So yeah, we kind of like. And she thought I was going to talk like this. I yeah. did. <laughs> I did. I was like, your English is Impressive. He's like, I grew up in time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that Have you been fun. to Sacramento? Yeah. <laughs> and so, and now here you are, years late. How long ago was that? This is what we started the show. So it's five years ago. Yes, almost five right? years, almost. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You guys have a baby boy. Yes. Mm-hmm. So things clearly worked out. Yes. <laughs> in the right direction. Do you still find that same love and passion five years later when you look at each other's eyes? What is this question? We're going on 17 years. Rediscovering it every day. (laughs) (laughs) Rediscovering that we can't stand each other. (laughs) Relationships are a trip, right? Like there's nothing like those first, and we always joke because I love the first five were amazing. The first five dates, what? The first five years. Oh, amazing. Now we've downgraded. No, no, I didn't say that. I'm saying Different. the first five. We're special. <laughs> There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it and travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel, it's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I often get asked why I'm such a big fan of wrestling, and it's all thanks to my grandma. Growing up, we would watch matches together, and that bond turned me into a lifelong fan. Hi, I'm Freddie Prince Jr., and on my podcast, Wrestling with Freddie, We know how important it is to have the right teammate because things can get pretty tricky quick. So, when things get complicated and you need help, State Farm gives you options. They show you what's possible for ensuring what matters to you. One of the things that matters to me? Sharing memories and revisiting wrestling's greatest moments. And with State Farm's support of the Michael Tura Podcast Network, I get to do just that. Like a good neighbor, Stay Farm is there. Listen to new episodes of your favorite Michael Tura shows wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, my name's Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. I just had a great conversation with Michael B. Jordan, and you can listen to it right now. Michael is known for his performances in both film and television. His breakout role was in Fruitvale Station, playing Oscar Grant, which earned him widespread praise and numerous award nominations. His portrayal of Killmonger in Marvel's Black Panther, one of my favorites, further solidified his status as one of Hollywood's leading actors, earning him widespread acclaim for his complex and compelling performance. In our conversation, Michael really opens up. You're going to love listening to it, and I can't wait for you to check it out. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. 
It's always the feeling when you're getting ready to, you know, people give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. People quit. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, stories from the frontiers of marketing. This week, I'm talking to the one and only Ryan Seacrest. Love the connection to people. I think at the core, what I get excited about, what gets me up in the morning is connecting with people in an unscripted, unvarnished way. It's getting to to say something to them, hear back from them, know that I'm part of the routine. And I look forward to getting on the air. I look forward to it. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. But it's funny when you're in that honeymoon phase and like mm-hmm. everything's so fresh and new and you guys were, you were in a different country and like yeah. you're there and you're like, you get to show off. Very romantic. romantic. Yeah. Yeah. It's all fun. And then all of a sudden you uproot, you're mm-hmm. put into a lifestyle and now you're in another place where you're familiar with, but yeah. now you're living somewhere else totally. and you have a baby and you go through COVID together and you guys are in quarantine together. Oh yeah, yeah. At the that very was, beginning of it all. That's when all the, the stuff came up to the surface. Like oh, during yeah. the pandemic, because that's when I got pregnant and then all of a sudden, Gustavo got really into like Ramdas. And the quarter life crisis. We <laughs> <laughs> did like, you like did a great sound Indian mix Indian philosopher. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. sound bowls. And then, so and that I, happened during COVID. Yes. COVID. Yeah. That discovery. Was, like, this was the thing where like in my mind, I had this mind of, I'm going to go back to Mexico every couple months. I'll be able to see my daughter. Like I won't like, so when this happened, it just kind of uprooted everything. And I just found myself in new territory. I think like everyone. Yeah, locked down. And locked down. And it was just very like, so it became much easier to be like, everything's going to be all right. And that's what Carrie. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, my, Meanwhile, I'm like, I need you to hug me. <laughs> what do you mean? He's like, <laughs> what is love? And you really. <laughs> and I'm like, what? <laughs> what? I'm pregnant. It's deeper than love. But we have. You know, like, like, I'm like, oh my I, God. give me a hug. <laughs> and at this that's time, amazing. we were also remodeling our backyard. <laughs> oh we were putting God. a oh, pool in. Pool. Yeah. So there oh, was just like mounds all. of dirt. So it looked like a war zone in the backyard where we couldn't go outside and then like he's listening to Ramdas every day and I'm just like oh my and then I'm petrified petrified of like like with him like I remember we go on a walk and he was about to touch it was like the height of the pandemic a touch like a like you know the stop uh, the walk signal Uh and I go what are you doing 
Oh, because he like would touch his face. I go, oh, no. do you realize your actions can affect your unborn child? Oh, my like, God. So like every little thing. Everything yeah, was great, so heightened. Great material for your music. Yeah. Great yeah. material so for your music. Yeah. So Living the, you know, the Taylor Swift, just write about all your relationship stuff. <laughs> Pretty much. Oh, my God. Pretty much. Yeah. And let me so ask you intense. something. This is like, we're deep now. So you yeah. have a daughter. Mm-hmm. How old? She's seven. Yes. She's seven. So mm-hmm. she was two when you guys met. She was yeah. a baby. Yeah, she I was met her. I met her, yeah, when she was three and a half. So I think you, like on our date, he told me right away he about told, Mia. Okay. No and marriage, just. I was, I'd been married before, but it was because I'd gotten pregnant with Mia. And so in my mind at that time, I was like, well, the right thing to do is get married. <laughs> and uh-huh. and didn't work out. But Mia's from my, my daughter from my first marriage. And I had been divorced or separated for about yeah. three years uh, when I met Alyssa. Okay. And so we were on really good terms. And so my focus was then it was just pretty much music and just being a divorced dad. Mm-hmm. And I'm probably one of the best gigs in the world because it's like three days a week who can't be a good dad, you know, like and then three <laughs> days a week they go back home. Yeah. So it's like, it's a very weird kind of sort of being a parent, but also like getting to have your own free time. So it was, it was really interesting for me when I met Alyssa, I just had an immediate, uh, it just felt safe. Okay. And I felt like she was someone that, that would be cool with, with, uh, with Mia and just visiting her. So I think on, on this, one of the second week that you were there, I was like, oh, like you have a pool. Like my daughter loves swimming. Yeah. Cause I was staying at the hotel uh-huh. and I think, no, it was like three days later. He was like, <laughs> he's like, oh, can I bring my, my daughter to come? She loves swimming. And I okay. go, yeah, I'd love to meet mm-hmm. her. And I remember I was so nervous yeah. meeting her yeah, three days in too, and yeah. she was so playful. We actually like have the photos. She's like on top of me, like tickling Aww. me. Yeah. But, um, and Ma- mama was okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I met her and I'm like, thank God Never I'm an actress. Because you know how like you have to do like crazy stuff like screen tests and all this stuff. <laughs> I like met the daughter and then like the next day and he didn't tell me. I go, oh, and this is her mother. I go, nice to meet you. And then the day after I met grandma and then wow. like oh, two wow. weeks later I met your. So I met everybody okay. really fast. Okay. And yeah, yeah. you guys were kind of in it. Pretty, everything <laughs> went pretty quick. Fast. If you think about yes. it, right? Like you guys mm-hmm. met. You met the kid. You met, you met your daughter right away. You met ex-wife right away. You met yeah. family right away because you yes. were living there. You came up here pretty quickly, and then you guys yeah. moved in together. It's been like a very whirlwind thing. Yeah. So sometimes, yeah. like it's it's like we've lived so many things in a short amount of time that sometimes, like we even forget how long we've been together. So I was like, this is only I've been here for like you know since 2019 so about three years now but it seems like a lot longer yeah in a sense yeah. but yeah, heavy stuff and see and here you are you push through it all like I always you, when you go through those that many different I don't want to say obstacles but just challenges and changes and blessings right with a new baby and all these yeah. different things a lot of it all combined at once and it feels like wow this all got thrust in my face so quickly but if you can overcome it at this early stage when this is like technically a lot of people like I always say that about us too like when this is like the honeymoon stage still a little bit early on but you overcome any difficulties, it gets so much easier. I think, yeah. you know, as time goes on, because you've figured out, okay, we can navigate tough waters quickly. Yes. Exactly. Versus, you know, in the beginning, it's just all cotton rainbow, I mean, <laughs> cotton, you know, cotton, uh, cotton candy, <laughs> rainbows, butterflies. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it all hits. Exactly. And you're like, okay. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. it's true. Yeah. I think like, you know, thank God for Zoom and uh, and like couples therapy. Oh yeah, and, that was <laughs> like, that was really helpful during the pandemic. Because like, sometimes you need that objective point of view to like help straighten yourself especially when you you know when you find someone that's you know your your soulmate or your partner it's also the same amount of that they can mm-hmm. trigger you yeah and they can drive sure. you insane yes <laughs> for sure so you, it know, just becomes you know it's funny we've thing. been to two different therapists uh, years ago we found this lady 
like Italian, very old. Maxine. She's referred to me by another friend. Love to this day. This woman, I think, is next level, and she was just so kind and compassionate and just funny. And he never saw my perspective. Saw one thing from my point of view. Every session, I was oh like, "I'm not going." He didn't like, What's the point? <laughs> Everything I say, she doesn't agree with me. He, he, so the whole time, so I just be on the attack. I'm like, uh huh. Yeah. Because and, and you didn't realize that you were like, "Hey, hold." That's why you. <laughs> no, because nobody is looking at my side. There's two sides. Because your side was wrong. <laughs> Maxine. Oh, I love it. I love so when Maxine. the therapist agrees with you. You're like, yes. Yeah, I'm not crazy. So we had to stop going. I never going. had that feeling. Listen, but it's so true. We had to stop going because he he refused to go to Maxine. I'm going, this lady's and incredible. I'm the one that referred us to I got the I know, I know. So we stopped and I then. I said, you go by yourself. And you did. You went by yourself. And I loved her and every, every second of it. I went, like, when I was pregnant with Dylan, my, the second mm-hmm. baby, I was started having these crazy panic attacks like mm-hmm. I didn't want like I'm severely claustrophobic and it was almost like I was getting claustrophobic for him mm-hmm. and I didn't understand that I had something inside of me I wanted him out mm-hmm. it was the weirdest thing and went to Maxine and she was able to see me uh, she- t- taught me how to see things so easily and clearly and just elemental mm-hmm. you know it was like this is normal because I was thinking I'm gonna die I'm gonna kill myself you know yeah. well, and she was like dark. You don't remember when you found me freaking <laughs> naked in the second and the balcony. You weren't going to jump. That's really Maybe. dark. No, I'm, just kidding. I'm, kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. This just took a really Whoa. twisted turn. No, yeah, I was I was like, just... I, first of all, we're talking about that. I've never heard that stuff. <laughs> you're no, I'm just kidding. Never. No, but, but she I was, was really freaking like... out. More than anything, I was freaking out for him because yeah. I would think I was thinking, first of all, everything is energy and I don't want this kid to yes. be born with all kinds of subconscious issues feed it into the, because you know. I was having panic attacks. And number two, I was like, I'm causing a premature birth Mm -hmm. because I keep thinking Mm -hmm. I need this alien out that he's going to come out, you know? So then I will have a panic attack and then be crying, apologizing. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I love you so much. You know, like, just stay in. You're you're still cooking. You know what I mean? Like, it was awful. So Maxine helped me incredibly. And then we went to another one. What was her name? Deborah? Deborah. Deborah. And then Deborah was... Just very analytical. She took my side a few times. Yes. It felt much have been felt really real good. heady, really analytical. <laughs> like it was mm, like my team was just all the time. I think we weren't fighting because we were trying to figure out what the hell she was saying. Listen, she's amazing. Psychology class. It's like I'm gonna have to start writing down because I don't know what's happening. I'm gonna have to go back <laughs> like home we, and we go. We had to work together. To oh my god, that was funny. Anyways, but I believe in therapy. You believe in therapy. He's a super like advocate of therapy. Oh sure. Oh yeah. I think I think the biggest thing more than any other relationship I've been in is it really taught me how to communicate. And that with mm-hmm. our therapy, I'm like, oh, you mean I don't have to yell to be hurt, okay. you know? And mm-hmm. it just, so I feel like we both definitely have grown. But yeah, our relationship, I think, definitely triggers our like core emotional wounds, <laughs> yeah, you know? Yeah. And that's what relationships do. And you grow yeah. from that. For sure. And I always say, look, you, you two are both creatives. You know, we're creatives and we deal in this, we're in this crazy business as it is, which is hard enough. Yeah. And then you put all the obstacles that it might be, whether travel for work or you know, you're traveling for, for a gig, right? And you're performing. Um, it's a lot. Like we do it right now with her traveling. It's, it's not easy. Like you mm-hmm. need somebody to sort of help you because there's no one way to get through anything. You, yeah. It helps having a voice that can help, you know, guide you through this craziness. For sure. Yeah. Um, let's talk about work for a minute and let's start with you, Gustavo. So when you, did you always know you wanted to be a musician? Was that a lifelong or something you just It was discovered? something that I always loved and it was always kind of, I guess, like um like something special that I felt 
I had this, this connection with music and it comes from my dad and my grandpa and my, on my the Mexican side of the family, like at all our family gatherings, there was always guitar. And so when on Sundays, when everyone gets together, as you do in, in Latin America, uh, at least back in the day when you were forced to, because then you couldn't get inheritance. <laughs> but everyone shows up at grandma's house and then you have the lunch and then the things and then you know and then afterwards the guitars would get brought out and then it would be classics from you know my dad being a kid of the, of the 60s 70s like cat stevens beatles and then rancheras and folk music and things like that so it was just always like there and everyone had their song that they would sing kind of thing and uh, mine was always la bamba so it always like he busted out and singing it was just felt real good and then when I was 11, 12, my mom sat my brother and I down, and she was like, piano or guitar? Like, no. And she's like, well, guitar, because it just felt like home. Okay. And so we started taking guitar lessons, but it had to be classical guitar lessons. It couldn't be, like, just rock. Yeah. <laughs> so it's she had to look good. Like, I'm getting my boys classical guitar lessons. I was like, oh, fancy. <laughs> but it was actually good because it just taught me a lot of dexterity with my hands and fingers. And then from there, I think um, I just started getting into, like, the, and the 60s music and songwriters. And then I started copying songs and writing them for myself and, and then just realizing, oh, this is like really interesting to be able to put these things I feel into music because it was so hard for me to say them out loud because I was the older brother and, and in a weird way, like kind of like the, the, when the oldest usually of the single mom is the one that takes everything on in a sense. So it was always really hard for me to show any kind of emotion or, or just always kind of be a rock in a sense. Yeah. So music was the way that I could dive into those feelings and express those things and it was worked out really well. It's <laughs> <That's> true. <laughs> yeah. And, and so you're still, taking it all out of the <laughs> gift that keeps on getting. <laughs> See, I'm as exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So then from there it was like just writing songs. Then I was like, oh, bring the guitar to school. And then that that girl who wasn't interested in you before all of a sudden likes you. And you're like, this is strange power that I have. Well, you and also so, what's his name? The uh, the art Chris uh Chris Isaac? Isaac was yeah, like so your I saw hero. that Chris Isaac video too, that Wicked Games yeah, Wicked one, Games that her yeah. Brits shot that's like black and white and I think like so Christina one of one of the top all the models, girls supermodels. In there, and yeah. it was like this looks like a good game. <laughs> 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 this looks like something that I would be into doing. Well <laughs> I have to say his brother did show us this video of him when him, him and his brother he Gustavo was five years old and he's playing with a snow shovel, pretending it's a guitar. Mm -hmm. And his brother turned over like, you know, those plastic campers and it was like playing drums on yeah. it. And Gustavo is like, this one's for the babes. And then he like starts <laughs> rocking out at five. So it was like part of his destiny. Yeah, he knew the power when he had in his hand. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. As an actor, a producer and a proud Latino father, my days can get very busy, which is why I make sure to dedicate time to what's important, like supporting my community through my work, sharing my Colombian and Venezuelan culture, and being present for my family, which is everything to me. Hey everyone, it's Wilmer Valderrama, and we're reflecting on what matters most. I start by giving thanks for good support in my life whenever I need to make the big decisions. How about you? If it's insurance you need, 
State Farm is there to help you choose the right coverage for you. And State Farm offers great support 24-7. Just call an agent. State Farm is also a big supporter of Michael Tuda Podcast Network by helping to share our Latinx voices. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Listen to new episodes of your favorite Michael Tuda shows wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, my name is Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. I just had a great conversation with Michael B. Jordan, and you can listen to it right now. Michael is known for his performances in both film and television. His breakout role was in Fruitvale Station, playing Oscar Grant, which earned him widespread praise and numerous award nominations. His portrayal of Killmonger in Marvel's Black Panther, one of my favorites, further solidified his status as one of Hollywood's leading actors, earning him widespread acclaim for his complex and compelling performance. In our conversation, Michael really opens up. You're going to love listening to it, and I can't wait for you to check it out. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. It's always the feeling when you're getting ready to, you know, people give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. People quit. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including... Actress and star of the mega-hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, stories from the frontiers of marketing. This week, I'm talking to the one and only Ryan Seacrest. Love the connection to people. I think at the core, what I get excited about, what gets me up in the morning is connecting with people in an unscripted, unvarnished way. It's getting to to say something to them, hear back from them, know that I'm part of the routine. And I look forward to getting on the air. I look forward to it. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. So then what was, as your progression through music went, and you get to the point where you're, you're putting out an album and you get nominated for a Grammy, mm -hmm. I mean, that's... I don't. I mean, it's like we always say, even in acting, you could be doing this for so long and never get a you know a nomination yeah. or <laughs> accolade for anything, let alone you know just a nomination. Yeah, the the, the peak of hitting like you know every, what everybody strives for. It was, it was like too much too soon. <laughs> was it, it was an amazing? I mean, that was obviously an amazing. It uh, was because it, it was almost like the I saw the power of what manifestation can do, and so in in my mind, when I was in a band here in Los Angeles, I had a little band called Blue Judy, and we did like all the indie circuit, and then I had these songs in Spanish that I was just like, well, these are cool songs. 
I should record them and give them to my family in Mexico. And, you know, and so I recorded them and they came out really good and people started digging them. And all of a sudden, like the secretary where I worked at the PR firm where I worked at the time, she's like, oh, my boyfriend's manager. I'll give it to him. He liked it. He gave it to a friend of his at MTV who liked it. And so it became like everyone started like digging it. And um, they're like, oh, we kind of want to represent you, but we want to send it out. Like if, if there was a producer or someone that you would die to work with, who would it be? And I said, oh, well, the only person I'd really want to work with is Gustavo Santolaya, who is this Mexican producer who does Juanes and Café Tacuba mm-hmm. and uh, all these huge Mexican acts, kind of like the, like the Rick Rubin of the Mexican rock world, where like he just finds talent and he brings the best out in them, like at least from what I heard in, in the recordings. And so I think they sent uh, a, the demo over to his offices and about three months later, they called me back because they were cleaning out the offices of all the demos, of the thousands of demos that they got every month. And they were kind of listening to three seconds of something and like tossing it and going through it. And they put mine on and they said like they listened to like the whole song, second whole song again. And, and they're like, this is really good. And so his, the, the guy who's the A&R, Adrian Sosa is his name, sent it to Gustavo. And Gustavo took it to Universal and they green-lighted him to like wow. to call me. So wow. when they called me, it was like this very serendipitous oh thing. Because at the time I was like, I'd broken up with like my first girlfriend at the time. And it was like this heartache. And I was like, Lord, if, if I'm supposed <laughs> to do music, just give me a sign, <laughs> you know, or what am I supposed to do? And because you just uh, said the power of manifesting. So what were you manifesting? Just like this, like, cause, you know, it was like, oh, if, from wanting to work with him to like the music to like everything. But it was so, so natural and flowed mm-hmm. so easy. And it just kind of happened. And it was just very like, and all of a sudden I was kind of like, oh, I have this album. And it came out and. And it was kind of like uh, also like the discovery of like, oh, no one's going to do it for me but me. Mm-hmm. And so it just kind of ignited like the stuff. And so I was getting like all these like bookings and tours and things on my own. And I got like a State Farm gig where I went to schools and talked to kids about creativity okay. and safety driving and things. And like that helped pay for like the PR for mm-hmm. the album and it helped pay for things. So it was a lot of fun. But uh, and then they're like, oh, you should go down to Mexico City because that's where you kind of have to make it. So I, since I lived in Mexico City... That's like grew up there. I was like, oh yeah, sure. I have a family there. I have a place to stay. It's gonna be it's gonna be fun. So I went down there, and Mexico City is like Neverland. Where like if you don't want to grow up, you don't have to. And if you fall into like that right crowd, it will have the right access. They like, can just become very comfortable. And so that kind of fell into that very world. And I was like, oh, music's okay, but I still do. I still play and do these things. But it was very interesting to see come from like this peak and just what happens when like you kind of fall into comfort. A little yeah. bit, and so Stop I kind pushing of pushing yourself, yeah. or challenging yourself. I guess. A little push, and then like I had some like some things happened. Like my mom passed away, and oh. things kind of like that. Life kind of it's like this weird thing that uh, when you're not trying to control life, life can control you. Mm-hmm. And so when you kind of just throw the reins up in the air a little bit, like it'll just be like, okay, well we're gonna you got to grow, so I'm gonna grow, make you grow this way or that way, and so. It was kind of all a little bit of like hardships. Yeah. And then when I met Ali is actually when I had just finished recording my second album as independent. And it was like really cool to like for me to like kind of put my hat back in the ring and get going. And it's been kind of like growing up that ever since. Nice. But it's been like a, it's been a, a really fun thing because music has so many avenues and it's taught me so many different things about mm-hmm. from performing to marketing to business. And it's like all these all these beautiful things. But for me, in the end, it's always about the, the search for the song. You're your muse. When you met, yeah, when you I met wrote, this girl, lots of songs. <laughs> I was like, write on, a song for me. It's keep please. on coming. <laughs> and so, Alyssa, you, I mean, from what I know, pretty much like a child. Yes. Right? Like I got put to work you knew, young. Yeah. 
Was that your, like always you're saying, I want to do this. Your parents were like, we have a little model. We're going to put her in. I totally (laughs) fell into it by accident. It was a fluke. So I um, had started this new school, like a elementary school in um, the Valley. And I had signed up to do their summer program. And I wanted to be a, a dancer for Janet Jackson. That was like really like it was so funny. So Makia wow. lived your dream. Yeah, <laughs> Makia, Jenna, Jenna, Jenna lived Jackson. my dream. Jenna. And so I'm like, I'm gonna do this drill team dance class. And because it was a small school, they're like, No, we don't have. You're the only one that signed up. And I'm like, Really? And they're like, Well, you can do. We have the theater class and we have the cooking class. I'm like, Well, I don't want to do dishes. So <laughs> what's this theater thing? Because I didn't know. You know, I didn't have access to that as a kid. And so they took me to this like room and all the kids were sitting at a table reading aloud. They were doing a table read, but I thought they were just reading aloud from a book. I'm like, I can read aloud from a book. I'll do this. And I did a play and I played like four different characters in it. So my parents saw it. I think it was like 11. I'm like, hey, you want to try this acting thing? And I'm like, sure, I'll try it. And that's kind of like how in it LA, went. I mean, you were at the, in the hub of it all. And so like, I started out like, you know, modeling and then doing commercials. Yeah. And I just like had stayed the, yeah, I mean, with a different agent now. But the agent, when he signed me, he had just turned 18. I was 12. And like he was like for 20 years, just like wow. we grew together. And I didn't think I would continue. Like when I turned 18, I enrolled in college. I'm like, OK, that was a fun thing. And then I got... um a soap opera in New York and going to New York and seeing theater and all the training it. I'm like, I, I can do this like for a living. Like, is this what, is this the roller coaster that I really want to do? And so I was like, yeah. And I just started getting really serious about like studying and all that and just kind of follow the path. I mean, you've worked, I mean, pretty consistently. I mean, we all have, you know, ups and downs, but did you have ever that period of time where you're going like, Oh, is this for me? Or you oh, yeah. just, it, it did happen. Yeah, it happened a couple times. I think the first time was like in my early 20s when I was just like, it wasn't as consistent as I would have liked. And I'm like mm-hmm. with my mom and I'm like, I just, I uh, like, I don't know if I want to do this. She goes, you in an office? Like, really? <laughs> so it was like, she was super supportive of me. And I'm like, oh, really? And she's like, well, just if you stop now, will you kick yourself in the ass five years from now? And I'm like, yeah. She mm-hmm. goes, so keep going. And I'm like, all right, so by, by the time I'm like 24, I'm going to be making my living. I'm not going to have all these side jobs. I'm going to be making my living from acting. And then it happened. And then I had like another hiccup in my later, like my late 20s, where I realized that a lot of what was driving me was like to prove to all the people that are like, you can't do it. Mm. And I was like, no, I can do it. Like, you know, and then I was burnt out because I was just like kind of running on this anger trying to prove Mm -hmm. myself and so I went into another funk and it was after doing um army wives because I was living in Charleston I'm like I'm going home like to this house by myself every day like next to Bill Murray next to Bill Murray which is another story story. Bill Murray he's like the ghost you can't ever find Bill Murray like he doesn't have a phone no you can contact him you ever heard these stories about him yeah Bill Murray was my neighbor in Charleston I had a lost in in translation date with him Um, not like a date date but they went out like to go have I think Bill I think Bill thought it was a date Bill thought it was a date I was like I was just like oh he wants to see a play like so cool so naive so naive with Bill Murray 
the funny thing because he's such a kooky. I mean, super talented guy, but like he's kooky. No one can figure out. Oh, put that a was a on crazy, him. crazy. Really? I, do you want me to go into it? Or we, like, we can talk I don't about know. That. That's, that's a great story. story. <laughs> okay, so Bill Murray was my neighbor, and <laughs> really I didn't. I, I I knew because like you know I had the guy that I rented the house from was my co-star on the show, but he wasn't coming back. So he's like, Diaz, rent my house. I'm like, okay, sure, I'll rent it. And um, prior to that, we had all had dinner with Bill Murray. Like, you know, but, so then I'm like in his house, like, you know. I think like he liked you because you didn't play into the whole Bill Murray's a legend thing. No, I'm just like, you're human. Like, uh-huh, that's exactly. it. Uh-huh. And so I'm I'm washing dishes and I'm like cleaning and I'm like, Growing up in North Hollywood, like if you're not, if I'm not expecting anyone and someone knocks on my door, I go into high alert. Uh-huh. And so I had like this knife, this like butcher knife, like who's knocking at my door? <laughs> and I like had the knife behind my back <laughs> and I opened the door and I didn't have a peephole and I'm like, who is it? And he's like, it's Drew's friend. It was like Drew, Drew Fuller's house. Yeah. And um, I'm like, okay. And so I opened the door and it's Bill Murray. <laughs> In like a Cubs outfit, like a Cub, like head to toe. I remember it was like like that blue satiny, yeah. like kind of like uh-huh. sports outfit. And his hair was like all like oh, a mess. No. Oh no! And I'm like, oh hi! And I like had it like drop the knife because <laughs> I'm like not. An, it's not an intruder. <laughs> and he's like, hi. Do you remember me? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, from the dinner. Yeah, yeah, I remember you. <laughs> what's, what's, your, what's your name again? <laughs> yeah, I can exactly. Groundhog Day. What was your, and um and he was just like like he would always be like he would always come out he like take out my t- garbage cans I remember one time I he rented liked you. I rented a car and it was raining and it was a convertible like that was all they had it wasn't that I wanted a convertible it was like a red oh, Mustang damn. convertible <laughs> and so he sees me pull up with it and it was raining that day and he like held an had an umbrella oh, wow. I'm like oh hello and he goes oh it's you know fancy seeing you anyways. <laughs> The funny thing Bill is, and then we went, we saw funny. a play together, and that was like a whole thing. Oh, that was no, funny. but tell them about the tell play. Tell the play. The play. You just tell that story. The play is really so, funny. Well, <laughs> go to a play in Charleston. It was. It was okay. So he picks me up. He does it all properly, and he's dressed in a suit, and I'm in a jeans and a shirt, and I'm like, but "Oh, you dress really, really nice." And and so first we go to like a wine and cheese place before like and and we go to a town that's like population four hundred. It's like a tiny tiny town outside of Charleston for this like community play. And so he goes, "Huh, isn't that funny?" And it said on the the chalkboard in the wine shop, Groundhog's Day. I, I'm not even making that's this up. Funny. He did a film. Movies. Like it's one of his like well known movies. Yeah, his most. And then movie. I look and he's wearing a groundhog's tie. Oh on my it, gosh! And then we go across and we go and see the play, and it's like this quartet, you know, like barbershop quartet kind of thing. And there's like an like older man, probably in his seventies, playing the piano. And he's like, "Oh my god, this guy's just what is he's just pounding on the keys? There's no finesse to it, something along those lines." Oh and then he screams at the top of the lo- his lungs, the "Stop!" The play. No, he didn't. No. <laughs> yes. He didn't. Stop the play. And um, they stopped. He goes, start. No, no, no. He didn't say stop the play. He said, start over. Start over. So then they started over. Can you imagine? <laughs> and then he's like, and he's like, I'm not really feeling it. Should I go backstage and talk to these actors? And I'm like, I go, um. and you're like, no. I'm like, well, well let's just go. Bill. Let's just go exactly. inter- intermission. And then, yeah, and then we were driving back and, and then he's like, you know, 
I own I own the restaurant here in town because he owns a restaurant in Charleston. And so he goes, go check it out. Because it was later. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I think you'll be cool. I don't think you'll be bothered too much. And he's like, what do you want? He ordered whatever you want. I, go, I want churros and ice cream and <laughs> wine. Like, it was just a random thing. And they uh-huh. brought it out. And oh it was just God. like a whole thing. But yeah, he was so a trip. Funny. So it was only, it was just... One date? Did it have just one date? One date. <laughs> it was just one. My and one. But then he date. Date. The, like the, the baseball diamond. Is, the baseball diamond is great too. When we took you to, he's like, yeah, I also oh, I, I the went, minor league he team. He owns like the baseball team, so I got to go to a game with him All there. The same night. This was a different. This was a oh. different day. Okay. Oh, it was, but but it was you, super sweet. But, but this is the kicker. This is the kicker, right? You did donuts in the, in the like parking the, lot. Or this is like the scene in the movie. Oh my god! I don't know. We did so. He we're doing donuts in the parking lot, and he singing. Cindy Lauper playing Cindy Lauper's Girls Just Want to Have Fun, uh-huh. singing it at the top of our lung, uh, lungs. Like, it was, yeah, it was very memorable. <laughs> no, that is funny. <laughs> and, um, and then this uh. is the thing. So the, the house that I lived in, which I've never, it was so strange, but I guess on the top I had neighbors and they, it was like their weekend home because I'd mm. always hear somebody in the weekend uh, above me. And finally, towards the end of my stay there, they came out. They're like, hey, we're the neighbors that live um, upstairs. I'm like, oh, that's so nice. They're like, so do you know who lives next door? And I'm like, yeah. And they're like, we've never seen him. It's <laughs> <laughs> like a Ferris Bueller's Day Off. We've never seen him. Meanwhile, like, there's like a party that happened the day before. Like, that was a great, that was the craziest thing. We've never seen And they li- had lived there for like five years. And he knocked on your door. Knocked on my door. Wow. Bill, oh my goodness. That that's awesome. Incredible. So Army, what has happened then? Army was done. Then what did you do next? So then I was like in a funk and I was like, oh, I just want to like really do something. And I guess, I guess it's talking about like manifestation. I just want to do something like, like really in depth and like great. Mm-hmm. And, um, That's when it was like about six months later, I booked um, Ray Donovan after that. Okay. And it was just like, it like it was great. It was great working on it. Everyone had a, like a high bar and it was hard. I was playing a luchadora mm. and had to take lessons. That's and awesome. Wow. Yeah, this is like, it's, for me, it was like it's so inspiring to hear like that, that story because it was the time when like you were kind of at your lowest and like you had like from... There's like something that you'd put on a bunch of weight too. And so you're just like, yeah. all those things that like you were just I had put so on. That was it. the other thing. I was like not in the best shape because I was like in a funk mm-hmm. and I could not lose the weight for the life of me. Because I was doing like crash dieting too. And my body was just like, girl, like gonna do what? we're going to get. Yeah. And so I remember my acting teacher at the time, he told me, he's like, what? He goes, you have to put all your cards in. You have to embrace all of yourself. Like don't deny, like just embrace it. And because I was a little bit on the thicker side, I do think that's why. I got the job because she needs to be like mm. a big girl. Mm-hmm. And then like my weight started coming off very naturally after I got the job, but it, I could wow. not lose it. And so wow. I just think it's like once I embrace and just started loving on myself, I'm like, I'm just going to love who I am and not try to like control and fit mm-hmm. into this thing. Then like everything go, it just flowed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, yeah. And then everything. Yeah. yeah. And from there you went to Narcos. I went to Narcos. And met then your love. Met <laughs> my baby, my future baby daddy. <laughs> yeah. And and then the rookie. And then you got the rookie, yeah. Yeah. All right in that same sort of pocket of time. Yeah. And yeah. that's when I just surrendered and I started. And like, you know, I was saying earlier, I was kind of coming from this place of trying to prove myself. And I'm like, I'm just so tired of that. I go, I'm so, let me take off this heavy coat. And like. Just if you want to work with me, great. If you don't want to work yeah. with me, great. I'll be exactly where I need to be. Like mm-hmm. it was just coming into like my own, I guess. Mm-hmm. And 
and having fun and like just knowing that each moment is so precious and being more playful and, and that like really um like I just found the fluidity with it. Hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. It takes years of maturity and a lot of up and down until you get to that moment that you just release, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and that as actors it's just very common. I think every single one of us goes goes through that journey of as creatives too. Like proving, I'm saying the music proving, business too. You know? like creative, the just, music business is brutal. It's yes, even more difficult even more than, than acting. It's <laughs> yeah. crazy. Music is in, intense. Mm -hmm. And it's really Hard and bad, actually. <laughs> I'm just speaking because of my experience. I love music, but that that time of my life that was hardcore. You know, mm -hmm. so you went through the whole, you know, put out an album, did the whole yeah. thing. What am I? What am I doing? It's not making me happy. I'm yes. supposed to I'm bring sure me you joy. Crossed you know? ways with a lot of the different mafiosos. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. music is one of the most difficult businesses <laughs> yeah. I guess you can be in. It really is. Like, I always like recreated like everyone who couldn't get a normal job being good at normal thing like went to the music industry <laughs> and there's like oh here's a good place to work and so it's like it's oh. really like it's really interesting the 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 people you have especially in the Latin world where it, it can be such a boys club yeah. sometimes and so it's it's really interesting and uh, for me it just kind of like showed a lot of like the it's not it's a lot of smoke and mirrors a yeah. lot of time and but at the end of what really matters is the art that you're you're trying to make a hundred that's why like yeah. 100%. Oh my goodness. This is great. Yeah. We got to talk about it all. Start to finish yeah. and Bill Murray. I it's know. A win. Got that it's nugget. a win. And you're both <laughs> totally. in an incredibly happy place in your life. Yes. We're doing The Rookie. We premiere on uh, September 25th. Yes, our I think fifth it is. season, fifth which season? is a gift. Yeah, which has been, yeah, it's been yeah. such a I great gift. I just want to say that you, like, your character and like your acting is like spectacular. Oh, like, man. From, like, you. Where so it started sweet. out, like, and from now, like, where it's at, like, the character of, of Bradshaw, I think, has, like, became was, like, everyone's least favorite to now everyone's favorite. Oh, I feel thank like you. it's great just thank to you. watch, man. He's a fan. He watches all the I shows. Know, I watch all the shows. She I give her all. one show of ours. <laughs> hasn't seen one. Never watches her show. Am I terrible? But I'm a fan of the show. I love you all. Oh, I love show, all of you. Like, I'm like, can you watch? She's always like, watch fast. I was like, I'm not watching your show. <laughs> <laughs> that's not true. That's not, I don't, I don't say it like that. I just haven't. I'll, I'll, I'm going to watch it. I'm going to watch it one day. I, I think we're so blessed on this show. We talked about it in season one. I was like, you know what? Let's just ride this wave. It's going to be a lot of fun. And we actually all really get along. Yeah. We love each other's partners. Like we all, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, We've all so met perfect. and everybody hangs out. We have a great you time. Know what's so it's amazing? unusual. Like, every time somebody asks me about, like, how, are you guys do how, how are you guys doing? And how's Eric? You know, and how's the show? Um, I genuinely, every time I say, you know, he, he loves it. He loves the show. He loves the company. Mm -hmm. He loves every single cast member. He's like a family. He's so happy. And that's not easy to say when you're on a show is you, you all yeah. usually find a situation, a bother. There's always somebody that you just go, I'm not energetically. I'm not really vibing, you know? Thank you guys so much. For oh, being here, you. being our first guest in this podcast yes. space, sharing your stories with us, yes, so relationship stories, your personal work journeys. It's our listeners love hearing stuff like this. So thank you so much. Oh my God. Thank you for having yes, us. This is amazing. It was awesome. awesome. God bless. So Till next beautiful. time. Yep. Bye. I love, love you. you. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening. Don't forget to write us a review and tell us what you think. If you want to follow us on Instagram, check us out at he said ella dijo or send us an email, Eric and Ross at iHeartRadio.com. He said Ella Dijo is part of iHeartRadio's My Cultura Podcast Network. See you next time. Bye. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. 
With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Tengo diabetes. Yo, asma. Estamos en riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocócica. 19 años o más con afecciones crónicas como asma, diabetes, EPOC o enfermedad cardíaca o tienes 65 años o más, estás en mayor riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocócica. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico sobre Prevnar 20, una vacuna de Pfizer que puede ayudar a proteger contra la neumonía neumocócica con una sola dosis. Aunque te hayas vacunado previamente con otras vacunas contra la neumonía, Prevnar 20 puede ayudar a proveer protección adicional. Prevnar 20 está aprobada para adultos para ayudar a prevenir infecciones de 20 cepas de la bacteria que causa la neumonía neumocócica. La aprobación continua puede depender de un estudio de apoyo. No uses Prevnar 20 si has tenido una reacción alérgica grave a la vacuna o a sus componentes. Los adultos con sistemas inmunitarios debilitados pueden tener una respuesta reducida a la vacuna. Los efectos secundarios incluyen dolor e hinchazón en el área de la inyección, fatiga, dolor de cabeza, dolor muscular y en las coyunturas. Para obtener la información para la prescripción completa, llama al 1-855-213-2138 o visita Prevnar20 en español.com. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math and Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to the one and only Ryan Seacrest. Love the connection to people. I think at the core, what I get excited about, what gets me up in the morning, is connecting with people. In an unscripted, unvarnished way. It's getting to, to say something to them, hear back from them, know that I'm part of the routine And I look forward to getting on the air. I look forward to it. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math and Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.